This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Kathy White, and this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. Joining me today is Christy, I never say this right, Smoral? That's exactly right, yes. Okay, I just, I mean, I just... Sometimes you don't know what accent to put on the syllable. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> From the American Heart Association, the communications director for the Western and Central New York region. Uh, welcome to the program. I'm going to still say Happy New Year, even though we are looking at, uh, well, Valentine's Day, which makes it very appropriate that we have the American Heart Association on. So We can say Happy New Year for a while. That's fine. But, you know, going into February is a great time to be in. Yeah. Now, going into February... As I mentioned, it is Heart Month, and we launch right into it with something that I I put on my calendar every single year, and I always seem to forget to wear red. <laughs> That's coming up here pretty quick. Rare, National Wear Red Day is Friday, February 4th, so put aside some red now. I'll have to go out and buy some. Is that a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but now was it, it didn't it used to be wear red for women but now it's just national wear red day what's what is the deal with it well it's always been national wear red day and we focus on women's health for this day so february is american heart month so all month long we're talking about heart health but we take one day to really focus on women's heart health because you know, cardiovascular disease is our number one killer across the country, but for women, the risks are a little different, and we look at things a little differently. So we want to take a day to make sure that we're focusing on raising awareness for women that it's their number one killer. Well, that's the thing is women be different. Um, everyone has seen, like, you know, most recently with the uh, Sex in the Cities reboot and everything else where they see the classic signs of you know a heart attack and uh, and all that sort of stuff but a lot of times when we're talking about women and heart health it's not the stereotypical signs signals and that kind of thing is it you're absolutely right you know that that hollywood heart attack we sometimes refer to that as where it's an older man who clutches his chest and falls over right that's what we tend to think about when we think of a heart attack but in reality there are several different signs. And for women, we tend to present some of the other signs a little bit more. You know, that, that chest pain or pressure is still a very common symptom for, symptom for both women and men. Right. But women often present symptoms like lightheadedness, dizziness, nausea, cold sweats, neck, back, jaw or shoulder pain, indigestion, things that are very easy to brush off as something else. But in reality, those are symptoms of a heart attack. Do women have a tendency to brush off things more than, I mean, here I'm being stereotypical again, um, more so than men say, well, you know, no, no, don't worry about it right now. I got other things to take care of more than guys going, hey, something ain't right here. Women often focus so much more on everyone else's health. Women tend to put we put, tend to put our own health on the back burner and, you know, make sure that the kids get to where they need to be, make sure that you're booking doctor appointments for other people. But we, we kind of brush off our own things a little bit. So we really want women to focus on your own health. Listen to your body. Be an advocate for yourself. If something doesn't feel right, talk to your doctor. How much does stress play into your chances of having a, a sudden episode, catastrophic episode like a heart attack? Stress does absolutely play a part. Uh, you know, stress not only uh, 
put stress on your heart rate right then, but stress can also lead to unhealthy habits like overeating, not being physically active, smoking, which all of those raise your risk for heart attack and stroke as well. So it all works in together. It can have an impact on high blood pressure. Your mental health affects your physical health as well. So it really all does link in. And, you know, I, I often say that at the American Heart Association, we talk about your heart, but it really is everything. Your heart is linked to everything in your body. So all of those things that you think about for healthy habits between stress, eating, physical activity, all of it comes together for your heart health. Wow, geez, it just sounds like this whole past going on three years has just been the perfect storm for catastrophe when we're talking about cardiovascular health. Unfortunately, yes. You know, people are tired with everything that's happened over the last few years. Even people who normally focus on their health have have lost their rhythm. Cardiovascular disease is still our greatest health threat, but obviously COVID and all the complexity of life because of it remains top of mind. It is having an impact on our heart health. Uh, Since the onset of the pandemic, deaths from heart disease and stroke have risen significantly. Uh, People are reporting lower physical wellness, lower emotional wellness. So what we want to do, the American Heart Association is looking at American Heart Month as a time to reclaim your rhythm. We want people to take back control of physical health and mental well-being. We want you to really create healthy habits that work best for your life to give you the best chance at life. How does wearing red on February 4th you know, promote this kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's just kind of fun to have everybody dressed alike and everything else. But what does it really do? Does it does it start a conversation? What what is the the purpose? It definitely starts a conversation. We're wearing red to raise awareness about cardiovascular disease. Also, you'll see a lot of those red dress pins around on National Wear Red Day. So it's a reminder to talk about our heart health. But in addition to just wearing red. Uh, many people make donations on National Wear Red Day, which obviously helps us. Uh, you know, we, we are the largest funder of heart disease research outside the federal government. Donations help us with transformational advocacy and community education. So that all really helps improve our community's health. We're also going to be, you know, doing things like this, talking on the radio to help get the message out. You're going to see uh, American Heart Association and National Wear Red Day all over social media to help get the word out. You know, we're going to be doing things throughout February as well to really reinforce that message and help people to reclaim your rhythm. What are some of the other things that you're doing in February? I know one of the big things that used to be, I mean, I hate to, it sounds like we're, it's ancient history. It's really only been, you know, a couple of years, but it seems like it's been forever. But used to be back in the old days, we did the heart walk. It's like, is, are there, is there still plans for things like the heart walk and, and, and stuff like that? Absolutely. The heart walk will be this April. We are making plans for an in-person event. We'll be, uh, you know, obviously taking some precautions for COVID, but we are planning an in-person event in April for the, the Heart Walk, and we're so excited for that. So we're already making plans for that, but throughout February, it will really be a lot more of um, education and helping people to get back to those healthy habits. And we're using music as the universal language to connect us and get us moving and help us relax and all the things that we can do for our heart health. It's kind of weird that um, we're, we're talking about this. We're talking about February. We're talking about the dead of winter, even though we're encouraging people to get those better habits. But one of the other concerns is we're talking about health and this season, and February being the worst of it, is uh, last year we had in December four feet of snow, 
And that's another thing that's a huge concern. And and it's, a, you know, personally, it's a big concern as my husband's getting older and things like that. And we're looking at snow removal and things like that. This time of year can be especially nasty when we're talking about heart attack, isn't it? It can be, yes. You, know, you mentioned snow removal. Um, snow shoveling should be something that you look at as a physical exertion, as exercise. So just like you know, you hear all the time, don't start a new exercise routine without checking with your doctor. You should think about that for snow removal too. The cold makes our heart work harder. Mm. So there's already stress on your heart when you're out in the cold. And if you're exerting yourself in the cold, that just adds to it. So Take precautions. Make sure that you're dressed appropriately. You've got layers, you know, layers that help wick sweat, layers that help keep the water moisture from snow out. Make sure you've got your hat and gloves and you're keeping warm, good boots on. Take your time when you're removing snow. Don't try to do it all right away because that's going to put that extra stress on your heart. You know, take breaks. Use a smaller shovel. That may sound a little bit strange, but a smaller shovel keeps you from you know, loading up that huge shovel and trying to throw a huge chunk of snow off of your driveway, that's, again, extra exertion. So it is okay to get active in the cold. Just make sure that you are doing it safely. And if you don't want to go outside and exercise, there are so many ways you can get active inside your house. You know, even if you're not going to the gym, maybe use the gallon of milk in your refrigerator as a weight instead of you know, free weights at the gym. Um, run up and down your own stairs. You know, get active with your kids, have a dance party in the family room, whatever you can do to still be physical active, even if you're staying inside. Maybe that's something that as good has come out of some of this is there a lot of people that were the real gym heads were the ones that were very, very upset about gyms being closed and found creative ways of, of working around. Other people that had gotten real sedentary during the first part of the pandemic, they started to get a little bit of cabin fever and moving around. So people did start to get creative. On, on being able to do some exercising that is outside of the structured stuff that uh, they were used to. Absolutely. And you know what? Even doing your chores around the house, vacuuming, that could be exercise if you put some extra activity into it. So it doesn't even have to be something that is, you know, some some extra huge addition to your routine. You can just work it into what you're already doing. Now, a lot of people put off routine doctor appointments and things like that, which, you know, bad to begin with. But when we're trying to be a little bit more aware of heart health during the month of February, would this be a good time to maybe schedule that appointment you put off? And what kind of baseline things should your physician do with you to to kind of assess where you are with your heart health and go from there, whether or not there are already some concerns that should be addressed? It is definitely time to go back to your doctor if you haven't been there yet. A lot of us have put off medical care during the pandemic, but we still need to be checking in with our doctor. And getting your blood pressure checked is one of the simplest and good. that's a good start. Get your blood pressure checked. Make sure you know your numbers. Your blood pressure is sometimes called a silent killer because you're not going to know that you have high blood pressure unless you get it checked. There's not a symptom to know that you have high blood pressure. You have to know your numbers. And blood pressure is a risk factor for both heart disease and stroke. Talk to your doctor about how to control it, how to manage it if it is high, but make sure you know your numbers. As an overall education thing for the general public, you know, maybe you're healthy as a horse, but maybe people around you aren't so much. What should people look for for maybe training and know what to do in the case of a, a stroke or a heart attack if there's somebody around them that is having a medical emergency? What kind of basic information should everybody know? 
For a stroke, you should know the warning signs using the acronym FAST, F-A-S-T. That's F for face drooping. Maybe somebody can't fully smile. One side of their face is drooping down. A for arm weakness. This really goes for A, arm, and for your leg. If somebody um, can't raise both their arms or if they lose their grip in one hand all of a sudden. S is for speech difficulty. That could be slurred speech. That could be uh, someone's trying to talk and it's just coming out as gibberish. Or it could be that they can't talk at all. T is time to call 911. So, again, that's F-A-S-T, face drooping, arm weakness, speech difficulty, time to call 911. If you see someone having those symptoms, they need to get help right away. Time is brain in a stroke. You need to take action immediately to get them the help they need. Uh, We talked about some heart attack symptoms earlier on. If you see somebody that is having a heart attack, again, call 911. Don't die of doubt if you're having a heart attack or a stroke. The hospital is still the safest place to be. Yeah, that's another thing. People sometimes now being afraid to go to the hospital, but wow, you you you, you don't take this stuff seriously. It's not going to have a good outcome. Should everyone have mm-hmm. basic CPR knowledge? It would be wonderful if everyone had basic CPR knowledge. That's something that we would absolutely love. Hands-only CPR is simple to learn and simple to do. If you see a teen or adult collapse, call 911 and push hard and fast in the center of the chest until help arrives. And you can go to heart.org slash hands-only CPR for more on hands-only CPR. And you can watch a demo there. Uh, you know, you, there are different songs that you can use to, to keep the right beat. Uh, one of the biggest ones we use is Staying, Staying Alive. Alive. But even things like, believe it or not, Call Me Maybe. Um, a little more relevant the, uh, for some other people, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds of songs that, that have that right beat for how how fast you should push. Uh, but definitely check out heart.org slash hands-only CPR to watch some, some demo videos and read a lot more about CPR. It is it is it makes it can make a huge difference if someone has a cardiac arrest. And a big shout whether out or not they get CPR immediately. To our 911 dispatchers that uh, every day walk people through the procedures and save lives for people that are on the mm-hmm. scene until the help can get there. It's very important. Uh, very just basically where do people go to find out more information about National Wear Red Day and everything else that's going on with the American Heart Association. You can go to wearredday.org for all kinds of things about Wear Red Day including some downloadable things to put on your own social media or if you're you're in a company that wants to do something for Wear Red Day, we have some posters and things like that that you can download from there. So that is wearredday.org. And for all of our general things, you can go to heart.org. Thank you very much for being my guest. I appreciate it. And Happy Thank New you. Year. Thank you. <laughs> this has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Feeling a little cabin?